Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. My name is Matt. I'm Dory. Um, we are very close to finally getting this baby out of Dory. <laughs> it's coming. Well, we're not going to pull it out of me. Um, you never know. Oh, God. Um, <sighs> so... Why don't you tell people about your week, honey? Well, as we've been talking about for what seems like years, Mm -hmm. the construction in the house was coming to a close last week, but it lasted pretty much all week through Thursday. And I came home Wednesday and... Everything, like pretty much everything from the office was in the living room. And 
and the office was being painted mm-hmm. and everything, all the, some other stuff from the office, like Matt's guitars were in my office. So really the only room that was available to me was the bedroom mm-hmm. and the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and I was like, oh, Bo's not going to like this. This is going to be very hard for Bo. <laughs> so I called the chateau and I said, hey, can Bo stay over? I'll bring his food and his meds, his meds by. And they were like, sure, no problem. They're really great. Uh, they are. I don't know what we'd do without them. I don't either. So that night was kind of uh, a low point. Matt was in Las Vegas. Bo was at the Chateau. I was alone in the house, which I don't love. Um, and it was like in complete disarray. And I was freaking out because Matt was going to be gone all this week too. And I was just like, he's going to be home for barely 24 hours. Like, when are we going to get this shit done? (sighs) So that was a lot. Yeah. I was not in a good place that night. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on Saturday, Matt told me that he had decided not to go to New Orleans. Um, Yeah, look, I took uh, Dory's... uh feelings into account regarding how long I'd be gone for and also took our doctor's uh, eyebrow raise to my traveling. <laughs> she did give you an eyebrow raise. Oh yeah. Raise. <laughs> um, as, as sort of like a, a, a sign of like, oh, you know what? I should be around. I finally am off and uh, I haven't been home to be, I mean, I worked Monday and Tuesday of this past week. Yeah. And then left Wednesday. Um, so I was like, I, you know, we, I, this, this, my wife and the house and the future baby deserve uh, uh, me giving a full week run up to this. Uh, what do you call it? house re-jiggering well and just in the like day and a half you've been home Mm -hmm. we've pretty much gotten our shared office set up yep um and you painted the nursery Mm -hmm. so like we've made more progress in the last day and a half than we have in a really long time. I haven't had any dedicated. I actually called Andy. La- I told Andy last night. I was like, I can't do the podcast tonight. I have to do stuff. So you're setting boundaries. Uh, yes, and also like the fact that I was not going to travel meant that I could be here and do the podcast here in the morning or some or whatever. Right. Well, it also didn't help that all of the construction stuff kept getting pushed back. No, it didn't help. But it also, like, I just have never had, uh, you know, the fact that I had the past 24 hours free yeah, has not happened in so long mm-hmm. that I have not been able to be a good person around the house. Um, You know, the internet might criticize how many guitars are in here, but I hope they don't think that I was just putting guitars in there 
for funsies, like in addition to office guitars. Oh. Like no. extra stars. Like, mm, I need this space for me. <sighs> no. I hope so. not. Uh, Did we lose the clock? We didn't lose it. I, it's a magnet, so I probably magnetized it. Oh, there it is. Guys, uh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta reset this thing. That's a minute time. We're gonna clear this, and there we go. Everything was just kind of in a state of disarray. Yeah, and then today I couldn't find a cable for a very long time because they moved literally everything. Um, but at the end of the today, it's it's. I think uh, hopefully she can sleep a little better. Knowing the stuff's going to get done. I'm going to use this week as an opportunity to get stuff done. <sighs> as well as try to, uh, you know, be the husband I haven't been for the last, uh, I don't know how many months while I was working. Many months. So, here we are. It's the two months out of the year that I get Matt as a real husband. <laughs> More than a real husband, because I don't, like, have a, to go anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I'm around. Mm-hmm. I'm around around. Mm-hmm. Let's think about what, if this baby wasn't coming, what would our vacation have been this year? Where would we have gone? Ireland? Sure. Oh, what would it have been like? It would have been great. Would have been a lot of walking. Oh, my favorite thing to do when I travel. I know. I mean, it'd be tough to beat the last time I was in London by myself when I did one day of, I think, 36,000 steps. That that sounds like you just didn't stop walking all day. I mean, it was like, what, 13, 14 miles? It was, it, it, it was what I did. I, I walked, to, popped into shops and went looking at guitars, not thinking about how far I was from Denmark Street where I was staying. I was, if anyone cares, I was in the Bishop, uh, what was it called? Bishop's, St. Bishop's Gate? St. Bishop's, it's in, it's in Benefit of Mr. Kite. Yes, I think I was there. So I had to walk all the way to Denmark Street. People who know London know that that's far. And I, but I was like, you know, I'm going to take, I'm just going to walk. And walk you did. I love the city. I love cities. I love seeing everything on foot. Mm-hmm. So it was great. That's what I did. Uh, and if we were in London, I mean, in Ireland this year, I'd, I'd be walking all over Dublin. You would. I'd be like, Guinness in this pub. Now let me try Guinness in this pub. Now let me try Guinness in this pub. <laughs> um, but uh, we're here. We're kind of on lockdown, and we're traveling till the till the baby arrives. Well, I'm and going then away the baby, this week. Um, yeah, but you can't. You're not flying to New Orleans. Correct. You're, you're driving. Yes. An hour away. Yeah. So it's very different. I planned when I thought Matt was going to be gone. I was like, well, I guess I'll go on a solo baby moon. So I booked myself into a hotel in Santa Barbara. And you know what? It's been a stressful few weeks. I'm still going. She needs it, guys. I need some R&R. She needs some R&R. I need to go to a Writers Guild meeting on Wednesday. I got to go to uh, get some, get get a lot of, um, I got to get this stuff done here at the house. 
lot of Ikea furniture to put together. That's going to be fun. You can hire a task rabbit to do it. I think it needs at least three people. You're going to need some assistance, I think. We'll see what I can do. I also like a challenge. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I'm here to be a good, responsible person. <sighs> Doctor appointment tomorrow. We have a prenatal class again on Friday, uh, on th- Monday night. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, we've got therapy tomorrow. You can finally get your teed up. I can finally get that vaccine I'm supposed to get. I mean, look, everything's here. Everything's happening. Good night. <laughs> um, it seemed like you had a, like, after you went to Disneyland last week, you were like, I don't think I like Disney anymore. And then just now you were like, I don't think I like Vegas anymore. I mean, I'm having, I'm having, I'm having a hard time finding the joy in things that aren't home. You're nesting. Yeah, Maybe. I need. I finally have an opportunity to do that. Yeah, I just work so much. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at stopping work. So we're gonna see what happens this time. How many things I'll get going that I will have to then do all at the same time. By the time work kicks up again, who knows? Hopefully not too many. Hopefully not too many. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> um. Oh, we can update everyone on our last appointment. Sure. Look, it went uh, okay. I mean, she got a pap smear. She got a. I didn't get a pap smear. What'd I got, you get? I got uh, the a swab a up swab, your hoo-ha. A swab for strep B, which apparently a third of women have, and it's not a big deal. But if you have it, they have to give you antibiotics uh, while you give birth. So that baby. So your baby doesn't get swim through it. Yeah, but it wasn't until. She was swabbing this. She was like, oh, now I'm going to swab your rectum. Mm-hmm, and I was like, mm-hmm. ah! <laughs> it was the, she did it. It happened. And now that that was the, now we have we to see her. We heard the heartbeat. We have to see her every week now. Yeah. Guys, it's a, we're in the every week schedule. We're in the every week, close to the every day schedule. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> no closer on names. I think we're a little closer. Are we? I don't think we are. Okay. Nothing's sparking my fancies. Nothing sparking joy? No. I pick up each name and I say thank you and I put it away. <laughs> Maybe we're not folding the names correctly. That should be it. Maybe we should write the names down on paper. Someone suggested that, I think. Who? I feel like there was someone who was like, write the names down and then also like say them out loud a lot. Yeah. I'm kind of into this Arthur situation. And then I was like, then I realized Arthur Myra sounds so much like Arthur Morgan of Red Dead Redemption (laughs) that people would just assume that I did that and I wouldn't be mad about it, but I don't know. Look, there are worse world models to have out there than than Arthur Morgan. You also asked me this week, you texted me and asked how I felt about Miles. I just hadn't thought of the name. I liked the name. I was like, oh, somebody said Miles. Yeah, it's a nice name, but I was like, Miles Myra? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about Miles Morales. I, this is a uh, whatever. Sam Malone, Myra. 
Oh. Mm, pretty good, right? Um, How about Beauregard Bosch Myra Jr.? How about Bosch? Bosch Myra. Titus. Titus. People are going to call him Titus. <laughs> I did. I loved it. I like the name, and she does not care for the name, but it would also be naming him after Bosch, but I like Hieronymus. <laughs> no. Because Harry. So then just call him Harry. Then why don't we name him Hieronymus Myra? No. Harry Myra. No. I'm not naming our child Hieronymus. All right. Fine. That's on you. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then, you know, we liked Otis for a little while, and then... Uh, I was playing Red Dead, and I was like, oh, yeah, the the old gunslinger is named Otis Miller. I was like, Otis Myra. Mm, can't do it. <laughs> Every name we like is, like, somehow affiliated with Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still push, pushing for Dutch Vanderlyn Myra. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We don't know. John McDonough says you have to... Um, he said you should wait till you see the baby. Yeah, some people think that. Yeah. Did they know their names? I mean, they they'd had some. They'd had like some names, but then I think when they, they didn't name Zoe until Zoe was born. Oh, really? I think so. I feel a little better then. I feel like we know a lot of people who like knew the names like really early. I mean, I think every time you say that, you're just thinking of your sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and my friend Grace. Yeah, they're lawyers. That's just yeah. that's what they do. Maybe they're just they need legal documents filled out. They're just more Type A than we are. Yeah, I am not Type A. I don't think. Is there a type that's just very hardworking but not particularly organized? Because um, that's me. Okay. Type C. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. So, you know, the name game's still going. It's real fun. It's endless. I'm so glad that the room's going to be white now. It looks good. And not that Swiss mocha. Ugh, it's so ugly. It is. It really is ugly. It's really like the ugliest color they could have chosen. You know what? Now that the walls are white, the rug doesn't look as bad. I agree. Isn't that weird? It's not weird. It's color. Like the rug and the walls were clashing and they were clashing in like a, like a, like a. Well, it's, yeah, like it's not as bad in the, in the living room right, because there's no the, rug. the dark wood is not the same, nearly the same color as the fucking uh, walls. Yeah. Like I'm looking in the hallway now, which is still, the walls are still the. the... I know. I desperately am like, now I feel like I want to paint the hallways, but I won't. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, look, I almost killed myself in there today. You did. I closed my closed the door. No, I hadn't didn't have the windows open. It's a very small room, and I just was like inhaling paint for three hours. Oh boy. Anyway, I, I was sure to use the best lead based paint I could find. <laughs> That's not funny. Um, and then Dory was freaking out about lead also this week. So it, oh, yeah. it, she's had like, she's like spinning herself into this uh, pregnancy stress, uh, the likes of which we all knew was coming. But now that it's here, it's hard not to yell at each other. 
but I'm like, I'm not, I can't yell. I'm not going to yell because you're pregnant. But then so, you yell. Well, I yell and then I go, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell. I know what's happening right now. And then I cry. Yeah. That's pretty much the best uh, way ever to have a baby. <sighs> it's tough, guys. It's tough. It is so tough that uh, I'm just going to say a little bit of business and and, and we'll talk. Uh, well, you know it. Please leave your Apple Podcast reviews. Don't forget our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Excellent Adventure. Our website, of course, is excellentadventure.com. And if you want to support the podcast and help me uh, pay for what is uh, to be sure to be an expensive baby, go to uh, patreon.com forward slash Excellent Adventure. Our Twitter handle is at Excellent Pod. And our email is Dory and Matt at Gmail. And Matt and Dory at Gmail. Our phone number is 413-461-BABY. Don't forget, I'm not working. Which means I'm not getting paid. Wouldn't you like to hear me talk about it on extra podcasts? Oh, my God. It's so exciting. Thanks to Patreon. You can. (laughs) Uh, All right, honey. It is actually time for our first break. We'll be right back. Okay. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item that's right every time you buy their socks tees or underwear you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness to date bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting i mean bombas can make returns easy as well 
I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. We're back. We are back. And it's time to dig in. Let's get in what there. What are the folks saying out there? Well, let me tell you. There's a big old email from Rachel. And I don't have my glasses. Oh, boy. If you find my glasses out there. They're brown tortoiseshell. They're the frames that James Bond wears in Spectre. <laughs> but they have eyeglasses in it. They aren't sunglasses. I'll read it. Okay. Um, this is from Rachel. Greetings from the Midwest, where I'm woefully behind on your podcast. I found you when Elizabeth Holmes, the not Theranos one, was a guest on Forever 35. So I know how this wonderful science baby story ends up. How did the first? How did the other Elizabeth Holmes do on your show? She did great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. There were people who, Hello. when they when they saw the, I love that you, the I, episode title, they thought that we had actually interviewed the oh, Theranos. Oh, I mean, Elizabeth come on. Holmes. That'd be amazing. Um, anyway. <laughs> but in Excellent World, I'm back on episode 42. Holy crap. You because catch up that was almost a year and a half ago, I'll remind you. That was right around the time you had your biopsy and your septum was discovered. Oddly enough, I have a similar story. Mm. I'm 29 and my 20s were filled with grad school and failed relationships. While I absolutely plan on having kids someday, it's not in the near future. But OBGYN has always been a love of mine from the professional standpoint. And I do OBGYN research at an academic medical center now. When the doctors needed healthy control subjects for their studies, they'd often let us know since most of the research staff were healthy, reproductive age women, and we knew how research studies worked. I signed up to be a subject for one of the studies that involved a transvaginal ultrasound. They were looking at how many mature follicles we had on day three of our cycle, and if there's a correlation between the number of follicles and lifestyle choices. Turns out they found my septum during that ultrasound. How come they never found my septum during an ultrasound? Yeah, depending on the angle, you know, we talked about this, I honey. guess. It wasn't a big deal at the time because I wasn't trying to get pregnant, so we talked about options for down the road and left it at that. Fast forward about a year and I was having an MRI for an unrelated thing and they realized that my septum had flipped my Mirena IUD oh my goodness. upside down and over to one side of my uterus. Oh, geez. So the other side is open and welcome to visitors? Sounds <laughs> horrible. While almost every OBGYN I talk to, easily eight to 10 of them, it's nice when they're your coworkers and friends, you can just snap them pictures of your imaging with a text that says question mark. <laughs> was pretty sure the IUD would still work in that position. There's no formal data on that topic since septums are so rare. My OBGYN tried taking out that IUD and putting another one in under ultrasound guidance. No dice. Six weeks later, my septum had flipped that one up into the far oh, corners no. of my uterus too. 
So at that point, I talked to a coworker of mine who's an RE, and we talked about options. We ended up deciding to just cut the septum out at that point so I could use an IUD without worrying. I wouldn't have to wait for healing time down the line when I was trying to get pregnant. That ended up being the smartest decision ever. Since I never tried to get pregnant, insurance couldn't bill it under fertility benefits, and it was almost entirely <laughs> covered. Genius. I paid $150 for anesthesia and about 20 bucks for the sonohysterogram I had before and after the surgery. I live in a state that doesn't mandate fertility coverage, and while I have $10,000 of coverage through my job, I was thrilled that this surgery wouldn't count towards that. Mm-hmm. There's no question in this email, but more so, a realization. <laughs> I had an incredibly easy experience with the diagnosis, decision-making process, and treatment of my septum because this is my world. I was familiar with the people and terminology, familiar with the risks and benefits and how things would likely go. I can't even imagine what it's like to not have that knowledge and dive headfirst into this. You guys are doing such a wonderful thing for the IVF community. I love the podcast. And I can't wait to catch up to where you are today. I've put all my other podcasts on hold until then. Oh, you'll be caught up in no time. Much love, Rachel and Annie the Beagle. Oh, Rachel and Annie the Beagle, thank you. Bo Regard Bosch, the mixed uh, mutt, is on Dory's couch. It's now our couch. It's on Dory's couch, relaxing. Do you think other mammals can have septums? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> Why? I'm just like wondering, like if there's a, if there's dogs out there that have septums. I'm sure. I'm sure there are dogs that are infertile. Yeah, totally. You know, even, I'm talking even pre-spade uh, and neuterings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, more and more now, you know, considering their diet and all the Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't vaccinate your kids. Hi, I'm Matt. Also uh, buy these essential oils. They'll solve all the problems <laughs> that these horrible poisonous vaxes solve. Just kidding. I hate both those things. It's Matt. <laughs> That's my jingle, everybody. Oh, boy. I love science and vaccines, and I don't care for essential oils. Back to the show. Thank you, everyone. Okay. Um, do you remember last week we heard from someone whose mother had died? and yes. And Kate... Kate responded. Responded. Yes, as only Kate could. Yes. So this is from Christine... She had something to add to Mm. Kate's excellent advice. My mom died a month before I got pregnant with my first, so I can relate. We talk about her all the time and have photos, but one of the best things has been keeping a connection with her friends. Oh, that's nice. When I travel back to where I grew up with my kids, we always visit with my mom's best friends. They knew her for much longer than I did, and they share stories that sometimes I've never heard before. I don't know how many times I've heard she would have loved them, and that does get old, but hearing stories is good for me, too. They also like getting to keep the connection to my mom by seeing me and her grandkids. My dad also ended up getting married to one of her best friends while I was pregnant with my first, fast, and that's a long story, but my kids have lucked out because their new grandma can tell them all about the grandma they never got to meet, which is sometimes weird, but also awesome. Good luck in these exciting final weeks. You'll do great. Feels like it'd be always weird, but also awesome. <laughs> I guess. I'm glad it like worked out for everyone. You know? All right. Guys, I, I'm sorry. I was just dealing with all the paint that's on my body. He's covered in paint. There's so much paint on me. If For anybody who's wondering, it's cloud white. Um, which they put one so I bought this primer this paint right this this flat paint and the guy I pulled I was like oh I'll just pull the most white looking card off this uh, shelf here 
And then I was like, oh, this one, plain white. That seems nice. And I was like, oh, cloud white. The baby should have a cloud. So I picked cloud white. And then I waited a long time for them to come over. And when they did it, the pigment they put in, they put essentially what I would describe as a drop of yellow and a drop of black. Really? Into the gallon of paint. And then it mixed and you're left with a slightly off white. Fascinating. Just, just a hair. It was, it was, I was also, yes, fascinating is exactly right. <laughs> so there, there's that story. You're welcome. All right. That's well, my paint minute. Here's a voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory. Listening to your podcast right now and hearing the, um, the last person you wrote in saying this not in the questions, I thought I'd throw in my question into the mix. I've been sitting on it for a while. I'm not sure A, it's appropriate for the podcast or Can't wait to find out. B, if I really wanted to ask it in a more public setting, but I thought here, here I go. Um, my husband and I have been married for about a little over five years at this point. We're in our early 30s. And um, we both kind of had, when we talked originally back five years ago, what was our hopes for five years from now, both of our plans kind of included being in a place where we felt like we could have kids or we had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just hasn't really worked out in the way that we had hoped. Um, just financially, things are more at a crawl than we anticipated. Um, we've delayed it, um, which we're fine with, except for the fact that um, this year, my dad has gotten really ill. And um, ill enough that our my time with him is really limited, and that's put uh, it's made me really question my choices and given me a lot of regret that that's not an experience I can provide him with. Um, uh, his other grand out of all my siblings, only one of them has kids, and they live really far away, and they're not necessarily close. Um, and my dad this last year has all of a sudden started prompting, hey, when, when are you going to have kids? And that's not really in his personality. And so I, I guess my question is, um, I just kind of want to know if many other listeners, um, has anyone modified, modified their, you know, family planning um, so that they could have kids while their parents were still alive um, so that they could have that experience? Um, I think I've kind of settled on the idea that we're not going to change our minds, but I would like to know if people made that choice, how they felt about it. Did they regret it? Were they happy they made it? Um, yeah, so I w- that would be great. I just need to know how the people have had to experience this. Um, I love your podcast, and thank you so much for what you do every week. Um, have a good one. Bye. All right. Well, let's think about this logically. I think you uh, you're putting you're putting you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a stressful time for you to even try to get pregnant. Yeah. So to you know add that along with your dad's sickness uh, is not gonna be great for anybody. Yeah. Um, now, should you want to have children? Then sure. But the fact that you are right now like eh, I don't really, you know, you seem to be. Uh, less than decisive about having them, but certainly decisive about not having them currently. Um, so I would say, I would, I would caution you to just put any undue stress on a situation that's already probably pretty stressful. 
Um, but something you could do would be maybe to sit down with your dad and, 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 and talk to him and record it, maybe like a podcast type of situation um, where you'd have that sort of uh, memento and record of like, just, you know, conversations with your dad. Um, something I actually should do, but I haven't done. This is really good advice. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I always think about Hardwick. Um, when his dad passed away, he had just been back home uh, in Tennessee and had just recorded a podcast with him. Oh, wow. Um, you know, like uh, maybe six months before. But was, it was, he, was he sick? No. Oh, wow. Yeah, but he just now that he now he he sort of uh, has that. And I know he's he's always um, he's always said he was very grateful that he did it, and it, you know inadvertently he didn't know anything was going to ha- happen. But yeah, yeah. Wow. I know not everybody has a podcast, but certainly everybody has a phone and a voice memo app and a, yeah. a way to save that kind of a thing and just sort of uh, talk. Be like, hey, what? How, how much of an asshole was I when I was a kid? <laughs> That's a good opening question. Yeah. Um, all right. We have. But also, yes, anybody else who's been in a similar situation, please. Yeah, please weigh in. Right in. Uh, we have another voicemail. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. My name is Anna. I am a first-time caller, but I've been listening since the beginning. And I just had to pause the podcast and call in and just agree with you about unsolicited advice. It is terrible. And it's terrible when you're pregnant, um, expecting, trying to get pregnant, etc. cetera, um, and or if you have children. It, it's all just terrible. But it does happen um, <laughs> in, in particular surrounding birth and how you choose to uh, go through birth or how you're going to try to choose or try to go through birth because obviously that's an unknown. Um, I think it's great that you're going in with a plan. Um, I, too, had a plan prior to having my son, and um, everybody shot me down because I wanted to try to have a uh, med-free birth, so to speak, and I just kept getting all of these negative comments, and so I found um, a podcast called the Fear-Free Childbirth Podcast. It's by a lovely woman named Alexia Leachman. Um, and I found it really, really nice to listen to when I was expecting, um, because it was just all about positive birth stories, uh, positive birth stories with epidurals, with C-sections, with whatever, um, you know, where the end result was just a happy, healthy baby. Um, and you can go into this with the best of intentions for whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you just never know what's going to happen. So having that positivity and, and really prepping myself for that. I feel like set me up for success no matter what. So I just think you guys are going to be great um, parents and I wish the best for you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Are we going to be great parents, honey? Jury is out. I know you're going to be a good mom, but are we going to be good parents? What if I'm not a good mom? I don't see that happening. You're going to be a good dad. Oh, I know. Okay. But, you know, I think we'll separately function great. It's the together functioning that uh-huh. I worry about. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm very interesting. How should we deal with that? Well, maybe a podcast about it. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
I just, uh, you know, here's I just there's so many scenarios I see already. It's like like what? Like oh, yeah. mom's the mom's the the one who did the disciplinarian because dad does not. <laughs> And she, you're not good at that. That's so fun for me. I know, exactly. I already see it happening. I don't want to be the disciplinarian. Well, who's going to do it? I'm not. Bo? Okay. Three parents. I mean, I do think we have to be on the same page about stuff. Which page? That's the thing. Like, what's the stuff? What are we going to do? Well, don't you think Rye will help with that? Mm-hmm. But then what? Couples counseling? Does that help with parenting? I think so. Mm. Mm. Pass. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to talk about it a lot. Oh, boy. We should record the conversations for the future. You really want to keep doing a podcast. It's very interesting. It's like you don't know how to communicate if there's not a podcast. Uh, you know, you're not entirely wrong about that. I know how to fill silences, certainly, with podcasting. And then it is interesting, too. I think people will be surprised to know that when I'm not on a podcast, I don't say anything. I'm like, rare. I rarely talk. You're not very talkative. I'm not very talkative. Particularly at home, I'm not talkative. Which I think is odd. Yep. And I'm sure Dory does as well. She just said yep before I even <laughs> said that. Um, but I mean, we do. We talk. I mean, we talk. We get it. We get it. You know, we get we, Yeah, but when you're working, we don't have that much waking when time. I literally, yeah. When I, there's, you know, weeks. I mean, there's going to be, there's, think about the fact that like, there'll be, there'll be a time coming up where I don't see you five days a week. I know. Because you'll be, have, you'll be asleep and, and asleep. I know. Interesting. But then there could be so much time where you have to see me the whole time. Oh, no. It's too much. And I'll be like, let's go to Boston. And you'll be like, I know. I don't want to go to travel. What? That's exactly what you'll say. I don't know what I said. That's crazy, right? Yeah. But it wasn't nice, whatever it was. What? You're so mean. Am I? Yes. Bo, help me out here. He's asleep and he's resting his paw on the poof. Because he sees us resting our feet. So he's like, I guess this is where I put my paw. He's really got a, just, he's got a whole situation worked out for himself. <laughs> he's got his butt on a pillow, front paw on a poof, mm-hmm. and then he's snuggled up against another pillow. <laughs> what a dog. He is a real dog. Um, anyway, what's next, honey? Well, Matt, we heard from Elizabeth in still frigid Northampton, Massachusetts. Northampton. Good times out there in Northampton. Oh, yeah. I've had some good, I've had some good weekends out there. Um, she writes, my husband and I are beginning to think about expanding our family. And holy crap, how do people afford to even take a maternity leave? I don't know. I'll let you know. I am the primary income in my household and my husband and I get our health insurance through my employer. Mm -hmm. In talking to people around work, I've discovered a couple things about taking a maternity leave. One, my maternity leave is covered by sick days of which I get 10 a year. 
I can use 60 sick days total for maternity leave. Mm-hmm. I guess for sick days rollover. Mm-hmm. If I use more than 60 days of sick leave or don't have the sick days to cover, which I don't, I work with medically fragile children mm-hmm. and cannot come to work when sick. Mm-hmm. It is considered a sabbatical and I have to pay for 100% of our health insurance costs out of pocket. Jeez Louise. On top of receiving no pay. That's fucked up. This leaves me wondering how the hell people in our position even pay to take a maternity leave. I've heard rumblings about supplemental insurance or FSA slash HSA accounts. I'd really love to hear from people who have financially planned for their maternity leave, especially women who are the primary income insurance provider in their home. Hashtag feminism. And yes, I know my human resources department is a thing. There's one person working there and I've been advised by coworkers, do not get pregnant while you work here. Jesus. Love that kind of super reasonable and helpful advice. So at the very least, I would like to be advised about specific questions to ask when meeting with this gem of an HR rep. If you can send out this egg signal, I would be so grateful. She wrote a dollar sign in signal. That's that's, she acknowledged it was a visual gag for a podcast. That's fun. I had to explain it. There you go. Send me both warm wishes for less unsolicited advice and a smooth birth. Warmly, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, uh, look, this all sounds very um, not cool. Super not cool. But you live in Massachusetts. That's the part that's confusing. Well, maybe she works in New Hampshire. But I'm wondering if you did go on this on unpaid leave, because under FMLA, you're allowed to take 12 weeks of unpaid leave mm-hmm. and you're guaranteed your job back. Could you go for those 12 weeks onto the Massachusetts like state health insurance? Interesting. This is what I'm wondering. Interesting. Good, uh, good loophole. I don't know the answer. I don't live in Massachusetts anymore. I used to. So did I. I missed it. But I didn't live there when they had this health insurance, so I don't know how it works, really. Um, I also don't know how it works, but I think that's a good uh, sort of question to ask and get answered. And also, I'm looking forward to more people responding to this particular egg signal. Yeah. I also wonder if there's a legal issue here. Yeah, with the sick time for that? That's not sick. You're not sick. Well, but also... Is that the thing that people do? Also with the human resources potentially discriminating against (laughs) not potentially that seems very clear yeah although that might not be illegal what to for pregnancy i don't know it is as far as i well at least over at sony it is yeah i think that's illegal so listen we look forward to people weighing in we look forward to my sister, the employment attorney, weighing in. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to take the side of big employer. I'll tell you that much. Um, all right. Thank you, Elizabeth. We hope we can get you some answers. And in the meantime, we're going to play a voicemail. Okay, okay. Hello, Matt and Dory and Ooh. indeed Bo as well. Um, this is Leanne calling from West Sussex in the United Kingdom had to pause the podcast and make this incredibly expensive phone call um, in order to say to Matt, pack a hospital bag. <laughs> you will definitely need one. It's the one piece of advice I give all of my friends uh, and their husbands. Labour is boring. It's very long, very boring. You need something to keep you amused because if you're anything like any other man, once you're bored, 
you will start to annoy your partner who's trying <laughs> to get Get something to keep you amused. Take an iPad, take books, take snacks, take drinks, take anything you will need to keep you awake and not annoying Dory. Anyway, definitely pack one. Make sure you've got it ready to go. Good luck with everything. Dory, you're going to be amazing. You're going to get that baby in your arms. Give him a massive kiss. I'm very excited for you. Anyway, I'm off for tea and crumpets. Have a wonderful day. Uh, that'd be like me calling over to a British podcast and going, all right, I'm going to go shoot some gun na- guns now. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> America. You know, I know I said I didn't want any more unsolicited advice, but this was a very delightful I loved voicemail of unsolicited everything, advice. It, everything was great. I feel like you should... Uh, Email us now so we can refund you the cost of that uh, phone call. Also, I just want to remind people, you can record a voice memo on your phone and then email it to us. That works. Yeah, that works too. You don't have to call. But seriously, email us. I wonder how much that phone call costs. Um, We're going to pay for it. Matt, what are you going to put in your hospital bag? The same thing I pack in my bag when I go to work. My iPad, my laptop, my external hard drive that has my iTunes on it, and podcasts. Like all my podcast stuff that I need to make podcasts. Are you going to make a podcast while I'm in labor? No, but I might have like a problem with a file I'll have to re-upload or something. Mm, sure. I always have feelings about that. I know when it's going to happen for some reason. Yeah. Tonight. You did have that one day of like horrible. Every podcast I put up. Yeah. Every single <laughs> had one problem. had a problem. <laughs> Star Trek had a fucked up thing I had to cut out of, uh, uh, I had to make an edit. The audio was fucked up on James Bonding, and the audio was fucked up on ours, right? I think you had left. I had left the, track the settings. Too high I, had, or something. I had left the settings in for. Yeah. So when I had to futz with the excellent one, that then created a cascade failure for each podcast because I used the same GarageBand file. So I used the same GarageBand track settings. But you. So but, that created the cascade. But the issue failure. had started on TNC. Not on excellent. Is that what it happened? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, probably that's the order in which I did them. Yeah. So it was a disaster all around. <laughs> that was a terrible day. I was uh, on set for that. I remember that. People were tweeting at us. Shooting episode 620 of the Goldbergs, which airs. Uh, oh, I remember April. what it was. It I was, do too. It Something was, was super loud. Well, it was it was one of the episodes where we were playing a lot of music. Yeah, and the music was super loud. And the music loud was really loud. Because I had boosted, because <laughs> someone complained the week before about TNC not having loud enough audio for the dialogue oh, of the pod. And I, it just was like. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, need, yeah. I need another person around. It wasn't me. Told you to hire an assistant. But now I have all the time to do it myself. Perfect. All right, we're going to hear one more voicemail. Well, we. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Should, should we take, take a, break a break and then do the voicemail or well, break a, and then voicemail? You know what? Let's take a break. And then we'll play this voicemail while okay. I figure out what I'm going to put in my hospital bag. 
Okay, we're back. We are back. That means it's time for a voice mail of 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 voice proportions. So this is related to the previous voice mail. Mm-hmm. The previous wonderful voice. Hi, Matt, Dory, and Bo, and baby Shafrira. This is Kim from Ohio again. I just wanted to call in and give some unsolicited advice about um, packing your bag, Dory. Um, so I definitely recommend to pack what you can now. Um, my nurse, when I had my like pre-check-in um, with the hospital, um, gave me the best advice. And she said, overpack. Pack things that you think you might want but aren't sure and um, not worry about overpacking and just leave everything in the car. And then whenever you were to need it, just send either Matt or your doula or whoever you have supporting you there to the car to grab it for you. That way you don't have to worry about lugging all of this stuff in, but you still have it in case you really want it or need it. I also... um had like a running list on my phone in my notes app of what I needed to pack when I did go into labor because you can't pack everything. Like if you use your Bluetooth speaker on a regular basis, you obviously can't pack that yet. So I had a running list of things I just needed to grab really quick um, before we left the house uh, when I was actually in labor because I knew my brain probably wasn't going to be working well. And it actually worked out really well. I just grabbed all the things and we were on our way. So um just wanted to give that advice. And Matt, I hope you are still working on scheduling that day off for yourself. Thanks, guys. I haven't really done that yet. I still haven't done that. No, you haven't. Thursday. The only day I don't have anything happening right now is Thursday. Okay. Let me just check on that other meeting. And then I'll tell you if that's true. I think that's true. I don't know. Whatever. But I got a lot of stuff to do. I got to get this baby room ready. There's a baby coming, guys. There is a baby coming. An unnamed baby. Hieronymus Myra. Nope. Harry. Myra. Hieronymus Myra. Hmm? Um, okay. This is from Lindsay. Fine. Uh, she is a longtime listener of the podcast and she says, I did take a short break after the switch to season two, but now that I'm finally pregnant, I'm back on board. Welcome. That's why we made the switch. So people could choose to come along with us or not. I'm still fairly early in my pregnancy and I'm in the beginning stages of researching products, safe sleep practices, etc. It is so overwhelming. How did you figure out what to register for? I don't know. Cause Dory did all the registering. I... Got a lot of advice from people. I read some articles about like, here's what you must register for. And also the thing about a registry is like, until someone buys it for you, you can take stuff off and, and you can always add stuff. That's true. It's not, like, yeah. it's not like set in stone. Not like a name that you write down on a birth certificate. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely like added and taken stuff off. Um, also, if you have an Amazon registry, which I do, and you do end up, changing your mind about something you need to return it it doesn't let the person know unlike target what did you return i'm not gonna say what i returned well they know (laughs) no they don't i thought you said that they do know no on amazon they don't know on target they do which i know because i bought stuff for someone who had a target registry and then i saw that they had returned it all well look it's on them for asking for 14 of those things I was like, oh, all right. 
it's just annoying because like people are always like don't go off registry like get people stuff from their registry and i was like oh i got something from them for their registry but i you know you don't i you should i would not feel bad at all about that i don't feel bad because it's like well i just did what you wanted me to do yeah exactly by the way one of my biggest fears is making is appearing ungrateful for a gift uh-huh it's horrifying the idea okay I don't know what it stems from. I feel like there was a Christmas a long time ago that I wasn't that grateful uh, for like a something my mother had gotten me and I felt bad ever since. Hmm. You haven't always seen that grateful for gifts I've gotten you. What? You're just so bad at it though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was funny. That was hilarious. Guys, do you see how funny my husband is? I rarely laugh at myself. That's not true. I'm very funny to yeah, myself. Yeah, that's not true. All right. Continuing on with this email. Regarding safe sleep, from the little I've read so far, it doesn't seem like it's safe to let your baby sleep in strollers, car seats, or carriers. What about short periods of time, i.e. walks, car rides, etc.? What about dining out? I've had so many dinners with my friends while their infants slept in carriers next to us. Is really? dangerous even with a lot of supervision. I want to be educated on the subject, but I also don't want to live in fear of leaving the house or continuing to live our lives to some extent. Any thoughts on that would be great. Um, my impression, and I did a little bit of Googling about this, but my impression is that if you're like, if you're in the car or you're using the stroller, it's fine to let the kids sleep for like the walk or the car ride. Right. But you shouldn't leave them in the You shouldn't vessel. be like, oh, the kid's asleep. I'm going to bring the car seat in the house and just let them sleep in the car seat. Right. That is dangerous. Um, when you say carrier, I'm not totally sure what you mean. So I, 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 I don't also know what they I mean. I can't respond to that, but it sounds like it's not necessarily a safe sleep situation. Uh-huh. Um, oh, the other thing about car seats is even if you are in the car, you should um, take them out of the car seat every hour. Like if you're on a long car trip, you're supposed to take them out of the car seat every one to two hours. Why? Just to like make sure that they're not dead. Dead. <laughs> okay. That's the that's that's the recommendation. Well, if they're in a long car trip, what if you're next to them? Well, that's also a recommendation that if you're on a long car trip, well, someone should to have be next with to them. two adults yeah. and one should be next to the to yeah. the child. Um, this makes sense. So yeah, so I don't totally know what you mean by carrier, um, but probably not the best idea but i am also not the expert um i've learned a lot from the safe sleep evidence-based facebook group god what that just sounds kooky i know but it's evidence-based i know but you're saying facebook group you know it's just the whole thing it's evidence-based they're very they're very doctrinaire about it well look i think that uh, some people think they're in an anti-vax evidence-based group Mm. i'm just saying they do not take kindly to anti-vax people in that group nor should they exactly okay anyway you might want to join that group and ask this question or you could even search the group because i'm sure it's come up before Um, but I know you're not supposed to like continue to let a baby sleep in. Look, I just have a question for you. Why are all your friends taking their infants out to dinner? (laughs) 
fair question. Yes, seriously. What's happening there? Yeah. Like, why do you, you don't need to live in fear of leaving the house, but you also don't need to take your infant everywhere. Yeah, but also, like, you don't need to take your infant out to dinner. You take your infant out to a bookstore, maybe to get a coffee, mm. but to, like, a Chili's. You know what is a safe sleep what if surface? One of those, what if one of those sizzling fajita plates goes down on the baby? You know what is a safe sleep surface for an infant that you could take them to a restaurant in? Ball pits. No. Mm-hmm. Um, some strollers have bassinet attachments mm-hmm. that are safe for sleep. Mm-hmm. So if your baby was asleep in the bassinet in your stroller, but it would have to be a bassinet. It can't be like an inclined stroller. Of course not. Then your baby could sleep in the bassinet. Good to know. The stroller that we registered for has a bassinet. Okay, well, that's good to know. Still out there? Still on the still on the board? Oh yeah, we, it, it's like people have made contributions to it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Finally, dog training. I have a. I also have a somewhat anxious dog. He's incredibly sweet and loving with my husband and me, and really anyone after he gets to know them, and has been my world for ten years. He has not spent a lot of time around kids, seems very nervous around them. I'm terrified of what is going to happen when the baby comes. It keeps me up at night. We've done some positive reinforcement training with him in the past, and he's very food motivated, so that's helpful. We've also started him on CBD treats, hoping that will possibly calm some of his anxiety. Any specific training methods or resources other than a trainer that you found particularly helpful? Is the muzzle training going to be for walks only? And how did you come to that decision? I've got to be honest with this muzzle training. He's gotten so much better at it. Um, but it still feels like something we need to get better about. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm around, hopefully we can do that. Um, I'm wondering why you say other than a trainer, though. Maybe a trainer is cost prohibitive for them. Maybe. So um, there's certainly... Um, a lot of interest. There's like YouTube videos about yeah uh, training um, yeah that but, are helpful. But you definitely want to stick with positive reinforcement ones. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of you not want you good want. Here's what you there. want: you want dogs to be doing things for food. Yes, because <laughs> that is their driving force. Um, um, there's some. You could also there's some good resources out there about dogs and kids in particular. I mean, the biggest thing is like, you just never, you can never leave them alone together. Right. Um, and also it's really important to learn your dog's signs of anxiety because people often say like, he bit the baby out of nowhere and he's never shown any signs of aggression. And then like you ask them more questions and it turns out he'd been demonstrating that he was really scared for like months and no one picked up on it. Mm. Like excessive licking of like when they lick their lips, that's, that's a sign that they're stressed out. Or do they lick a carpet? Well, I think Bo constantly licks the carpet. I think that's Bo's marking his territory you in our so? house. You think so? I don't know. What is that? Any dog trainers out there? Who um, know what that's all about? So you might want to look up like signs of anxiety in dogs and just keep a real eye on him. But again, I'm not a dog trainer. Not yet. I may look like one. You act like one sometimes because you're so good with our dog. I love our dog. Oh, I do too. He's the best. He's He's, a sleepy baby. He's a doofus, but he's the best. (sighs) Hope he likes this new baby. Um, all right. 
Thank you so much. Love the podcast. So happy for you both and your growing family. Lindsay in Kansas City with 3,000 square feet. Whoa, Mid- Lindsay. You Midwest f- perks, she says. Fit a dog trainer somewhere in that 3,000 square feet. <laughs> uh, Imagine if we had twice the space. We'd fill it with crap. Yeah, I know, but it'd be cool. We'd have twice the crap. Think about all the wall space we'd have. Okay. <laughs> Fair. So many pictures, guys. There's so many things that are framed and not hung up right now. Um, all right. Basha wrote in with some parenting audiobook suggestions. Hieronymus Basha? No. Oh. Um, I know you've been checking out Rye Parenting, and Janet Lansbury's Elevating Child Care and No Bad Kids are both on Audible. One of my favorite parenting books for toddler age kids, How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk, is also on Audible. The Janet Janet Lansbury's website also recommends books, The Whole Brain Child, Raising the Emotionally Intelligent Child, and Siblings Without Rivalry, none of which I've read, but all of which are on Audible. I like the heads up. Janet Lansbury also has a great podcast called Unruffled with lots of episodes worth listening to that you can tune into on a commute. This is all very helpful advice. This is very helpful. Thank you, Basha. Really appreciate those recommendations. All right, we are going to hear... I like that Basha seems to be digesting a lot of parenting books via audio. Or at least is aware of a lot of parenting books. Wait, Basha, are you an audio book publisher? (laughs) Hi, Matt and Dory and Bo. This is Siobhan from Boston. Um, I have been listening since the start of your podcast and just wanted to say congratulations on the upcoming baby. Um, My... IVF baby is going to be a year in April, so um, we're about a year apart. But I was calling because I was at a book club last night, and I thought of you guys and calling into the podcast because a couple of the women in the book club have multiples, and they conceived their multiples naturally and were upset about people making comments about how they must have done IVF and that there's no way that their multiples can be natural and how disheartening it was to hear that. And immediately I had this like sorry visceral that it's reaction. so bad for you to think. Like, well, it also, on the flip side of things, thinks that some people can't get pregnant naturally either. And once you have a baby, naturally people start saying, when's the next one? Time for the next one. Mm. And if it was only that easy. So... I don't know. I just thought I would call in and say that once an IVFer, always an IVFer, I guess. Um, so, anyways, best of luck with the rest of your pregnancy, and we're all looking forward to hearing when a uh, baby is born. All right, thanks. I mean, flip, 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 flip of that all is like, oh, I'm sorry, it's so offensive to you to have someone think you went through IVF. Totally. You fucking jerk. <laughs> totally. Sorry, it's so offensive. <laughs> That someone might happen to think you might have fertility problems. It's so true. Look, I'm sure your twins are lovely or triplets or whatever, however many you have. God bless, but uh, fucking shut up. Get over yourself. Say, no, I. we didn't actually. This was all, we nat- naturally conceived these twins. And then the next sentence out of the person will be like, wow. That's what the next sentence should be. I don't know. Does that mean? I don't know. Whatever. I think I, I like that. I think you're right. These people sound like jerks. It's like how? How? Oh! 
They can't possibly think I went through IVF. <laughs> Is that how they talk? I naturally <laughs> push these babies out of my vagina. After we conceive them via penis and vagina. <laughs> now, what's the next book? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that's, oh that's what I think about that. <laughs> Um, all right. Another voicemail here. Let's hear it. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Adrian from Florida. I love um, Adrian's tiny dog. So I am completely caught up on the podcast, so I'm starting from the very beginning. Um, hopefully you can hear me okay. Wow. Because I am out walking. Because that's what I love to do when I listen to the podcast is walk. And, um, here I go rambling. Anyway, so... Um, we've actually been through some things. Um, I'm a part of the Facebook group, which is completely awesome. And thank you guys so much, not only for the podcast, but for the group. Um, I've been making an IVF cheat sheet because we're actually, um, more than likely going to do IVF. And I just wanted to give you guys a shout out and say that I'm so happy for you. And, uh, you definitely give all of us little eggheads out there hope. So thank you. And, um, Keep it up. Bye. Thank you. I hope you're enjoying Florida. What part are you in? I, you know, my parents are in Orlando, Florida. I don't know if you're familiar with Orlando. It's a small central Florida town. <laughs> podunk town. It's a podunk central Florida town that has uh, whales, giraffes, <laughs> mice, <laughs> and castles. Um, thank you, Adrian, for your voicemail. Uh, this is from Kristen. Hi, Matt, Dory, and big bro, Bo. Mm-hmm. When you mention ending the pod, I feel pain. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, and I'm sure many others, understand your lives are changing, and that means changes for your eggheads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope you know the impact of this pod. You've created a community where one didn't exist before. You've offered answers when doctors weren't providing them. You've given hope to many through your tenacity and IVF success. You validated our anger, given us an outlet to grieve and a support network when friends and family just don't get it. With that said, would you consider moving to a monthly pod after your baby is born? While you have other amazing pods, this is the only Matt and Dory pod. This is exactly what I was saying to Dory. Perhaps with a monthly, it shifts to a life update on the baby, Bo, your respective empires, and a trip down the music hole. Less pressure <laughs> to keep revisiting IVF and open yourself up for unsolicited advice. And to be frank, I've heard enough baby heard enough about babies from my hashtag blessed friends. I want your unique and well-earned perspective. If you want to keep your toes in the infertility pond, perhaps you can interview other eggheads or bring on guests representing other infertility experiences, including trans, lesbian, older, single parents, endometriosis, other chronic illnesses. Should we just hand the feed this like hand the podcast feed off to the next couple? People have suggested that. That we find another couple. I mean, that seems like a, no small amount of work to do while we're having a child. Correct. <laughs> Could you be the next Matt and Dory? <laughs> Tune in to our reality show. Um, as well as those who close the chapter on IVF without a baby and still lead happy lives. I would have left this as a voicemail, but might have choked up. And honestly, I was just chuckling at Matt's MLM jokes. I would like to continue as I'm one of those with endless well-meaning friends seeking to cure my illnesses with their snake oil. So on that note, go sniff some eucalyptus and know how grateful so many of us are 
for you. Oh my god. Is that like the thing right now of of the MLMs like essential um, oils? Yeah. Like um uh you know Tupperware no longer a thing. Sure. I think essential oils have been a thing for a while. What about the, those large uh Another oh large, you know uh, you know what else is words to put on walls. You know what else is big in MLMs right now? Handbags. Natural beauty. Natch butte? Natch butte. What does that mean? It means like cruelty free and no, you know, no, everyone's very into like no toxic chemicals. Well, it's the same. It's all the same shit. It's all the same people that also, I, you know, I wonder would like, I'd like to see a, a, a Venn diagram or just statistics on MLM and anti-vax. Honey, I tweeted this. You did? I tweeted that there you know is. That I'm a, I'm, you know that I don't go on Twitter a lot. There's a, there's a Venn diagram of. I almost said Venn diagram. Of MLM people. Did I say Venn diagram? No. Oh, my God. Anti-vax and also like super intense um, breastfeeding, pro-breastfeeding people. Oh, that I didn't. I, I picture them going the other way. No, 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 Because no. they, they all feel like they have, weirdly, they all feel like they have uh, leanings of, um, I don't know. Anyway point is anyway people some people got upset at that tweet because they were like i'm into breastfeeding and i'm not into this other stuff and i was like yeah yeah do you understand how a venn diagram works (laughs) guys (laughs) so the venn right that's where the circles cross over so there's a lot of outside of the circles so you could be outside of the circle yep but that's why you should have just asked for the statistics i'd like to see them as well um, oh, she also has a PS. Mm-hmm. Matt, get thee to an ENT stat. Your tinnitus can be a standalone issue, but it can also be a part of Meniere's disease. Wee mm, wee. Oui, oui. What Nothing is that? Nothing to panic about, but with many sleepless nights ahead of you, you'll want to know what you're dealing with. You a treatment plan if symptoms intensify. So. I mean, look. Go to an ENT. Entertainment uh, lawyer? Ear, nose, and throat doctor. Oh, I see E N T. I think entertainment tonight. Nope. I used to watch entertainment tonight. John Tesh. Yeah. All right. Works out at my gym at five thirty in the morning. John Tesh is over there, fucking lifting and 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 hitting the ropes. That guy's a machine. And he wrote that song. So what are you? What are you gonna do? Did he write that song or just the N- NBA and NBC? Hey guys, Uh, this is Kim. Um, I had a life advice question. This is crazy. I've never called into a podcast before, but I listen to you guys every Monday. It's very exciting. Um, So here's my question. Uh, I'm 27. I work for um, kind of a big sports organization. Um, So it's like this really great job that I was super excited to get. Uh, I've worked here for about coming on two years uh, in the summer. Um, so really my question comes down to, like, my boss. Mm-hmm. I have a really hard time with this guy. He uh, I've recently found out that the only reason he hired me is because his boss told him he had to hire a woman. So I feel like he kind of had it out for me from the start. A lot of weird things have happened. Like, I've caught him in lies that I've tried to go confirm with other people and then they'll be like, um, no, he 
didn't tell you the truth. Mm. Uh, he like pressures me a lot on projects that aren't actually due, but he's just trying to like force me to work harder. And in general, like when I talk to other people about him, they've said that things that he does and says kind of border on emotional abuse. Like mm-hmm. just sometimes it's really, really difficult to work with him. Um, so I guess I'm just wondering how long do you think it's okay to work in that type of environment just to, you know, progress your career? Um, cause it's a big name that I work for. Like mm-hmm. it's, looks great on my resume, but this guy just makes it so hard to want to come into work in the morning. Uh, Dory, I know that you left a big company and, and went out on your own and that it's been going well for you. Um, so I guess just career advice. Like, how long do you stay at a job that's hard just because it's a good job? Love you guys. Bye. Honey, do you care to pop in on that? Because, you know, my answer is too long <laughs> I mean a toxic boss is never going to change I also she didn't say how long she's been at this job yeah, she, she did she did two years this summer two years oh I think two years is plenty of time you can leave oh it's not so short that your resume is going to be like well what happened correct here? so um, I think you should be looking out for other jobs I do too and I think that in the meantime you should be um, your your spiteful behavior towards your boss should be going above and beyond and crushing at your job Yes, and I also I would say you should document everything that he does. Yes, every little lie, everything that he does, every smug comment, every look of disgust at the female form because yep. he had to hire a woman. Yep, because you could have grounds for some sort of legal. Uh, we know an entertainment lawyer. I mean, <laughs> and an employment lawyer. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, I don't know what organization you're working for, but uh, I know it's a tough industry. Um and uh I think that you 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 should figure out uh how how what what how much how much career do you need at that particular organization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um I would keep your eyes peeled for the next job at the next organization. Mm-hmm. And the second you can pull that parachute you pull that ripcord. You go over to the next place. And in the meantime, just be really fucking good at what you're doing and document every shitty thing he does. Everything. You should be like now excited to get out of work and go, I can't wait to see what I'm going to have to fucking write down today. Because <laughs> he's going to do something shitty. Mm-hmm. Like for sure. Now I'm just, now I want follow ups on this. Yeah. Thank you for that uh, voicemail. Uh, uh, the call is open, by the way. If you if anyone else needs um, life advice, call us. Yep. All right. We have one last email from Allison. Okay. Let's hear it. I wanted to respond to the anonymous listener who's going through a divorce and isn't sure how to love herself. Oh, yeah. I went through the same thing almost three years ago. It was a mostly amicable divorce and I felt awful about myself afterwards. I immediately quit my job and moved to a new state 600 miles away. I'd move to our current location for him. I don't necessarily recommend that, but changing your mindset to be all about you is a wonderful feeling. Do whatever you want. Cry whenever you want. Stay in bed whenever you want, as long as you're not missing work or other obligations. While you're doing all this, something miraculous will happen. You may start to enjoy being with yourself. 
You may enjoy doing things alone because you don't have to worry about your ex complaining about this or that or him wanting to leave early for some dumb reason. You can be you and you'll hopefully start to love you. I had serious self-esteem issues in high school and all throughout my marriage. I feel like I feel more like myself now than I ever have and I love being myself. I even found an amazing boyfriend who loves me for all of me. Yes, depression medication can help. I was on it for a few months. Now I'm not. Obviously, it's okay if you need it for a long time or forever. Do what is good for you, and hopefully everything else will fall into place. You can do this. High fives from the First Wives Club. Hugs, Allison. There you go. That is some great advice. That is very good Egg advice. Eggheads really came through this week, I gotta say. Eggheads. Thank you, Eggheads. You're all wonderful, but not as wonderful as our Patreon Eggheads. Uh, which means it's that time. We're going to read the names of some of these wonderful patrons. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes per month. Patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Huge thank you to all the supporters. If you go $5 or more a month, you'll get the bonus episode and your name read here on this very podcast. You also get the whole back catalog. Okie dokie. Thank you, honey. That was good information. If you're like, man, I got nothing to listen to. There's a ton over there. There, are, there is a ton. Uh, so, did you put up the March one? Mm-hmm. Oh, good job. We have one more to do, though. I know. I'm around. Yay. Uh, here we go. Sarah Prager, thank you. Sarah Rystad-Long. Sarah Bury. Sarah Lewis. Sarah Swift. Sarah Yim. Sherry Olson. Siri K. Gasky. SJV. Sophie S. Stephanie Thompson. Stephen Azar. Susan Fisher. Tanya Davidova. Tanya Kershman. Kershman? Kershman. The Holderman clan. The Campbells. Tina Raudio. Tyne Ludwig. Tracy Jury. Tracy Johnson. Tracy Krauser. Valerie Green. Victoria D. Uh, Wendy Nielsen. Sandy Berry. Alexandra Fahey. Allie, Charlie's mom. <laughs> Allison St. Louis. Amanda Lanceter. Amanda Schramm. Andrea. Anna Appleton Clayton. Anonymous. Ashley Wager. Bertha Crowley. Brooke McIntyre. Brian Gusky. Carolyn. Casey Joe. Catherine Field. Chadwin. Chelsea Roger. Christina. Claire Dealey. Dana Larrick. Danny Cobb. Danielle Nusiforo. Dean Wilson. Deanna McLean. Eliza. Elizabeth. Elliot Ania. Emma Summer. Uh, Gita Drury. Uh, Greer Watson. Greta. Holly Purpura. JC or Jackie? JC? I don't know. JC, I think. All right, there we go. And Jackie Spagnuolo. Uh, Spagnuolo. Uh, guys, is it normal for a candle to sound like this? You're burning the microphone cover. <laughs> I just, uh, I just wanted to know oh if it was normal. God. Guys, this candle. There we go. This oh candle God. from the, from the um, I have here called uh, from the Magic Candle Company. Pirate Life. <laughs> it just, it's so loud. It's a loud candle. It is a loud candle. Like, why? Why can't it have a wick? Why does it have to have a piece of cedar in it? What is that all about? It doesn't have a wick? No, it's not wick. It's not a wick. It's wood. Oh, that's weird. I thought it was just like a fancy candle thing. Hmm. I don't know. Would you like to have these scents? Please come to my scent party. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Go, 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 go